0: I wanted to have the same type of relationship, like I wanted to think of him always and not add prayer to my life, but have prayer be my life Mm. and
1: add things to it. Welcome to a Pondering Heart Podcast. We're two friends learning and growing together
0: in our Catholic faith. We'll talk about the triumphs and struggles that we face on our journey.
1: And then we'll dive even deeper. My name is Amina Morrow. And I'm Rachel Wong. Let's ponder out loud together.
0: Hello and welcome to this episode of a Pondering Heart podcast. My name is Emmy, and as always, I'm joined with my favorite co-host, my only co-host. <laughs> Hi, Rachel. <laughs> Hi,
1: Emmy. How are you?
0: I am good. Today is a good day so good. far. Yeah. How about you? How are things?
1: Same thing. Yeah. Busy, but I I mean, it's a good day still. So it's always a good day. Praise God. Mm
0: -hmm. (laughs) Our icebreaker question is, what is your favorite word and why? When I saw this question, Mm -hmm. I also had a hard time. Because as you know, like we're both writers. That's like choosing a favorite child. You can't just choose a favorite word. Totally. So what came to mind for me was the word enamor. Um, so growing up, when you're in high school or middle school mm-hmm. or whatever, like you get like a username that they would give you to sign in the computers and stuff. So for me, it was always my first initial, so E, and then my last name. So I was always Inamoro. So I got used to it. And then I found out about this word. It was like enamor. And I was like, that's me. And then <laughs> I just got really excited because I found out what the meaning was. And it meant to be filled with love four i believe and then i found a way to make it a pun so like it just Mm -hmm. made me so happy because i also really love puns so i was able to combine my name the meaning of a word that like resonated so much with me and i was able to add a pun so that just like it became an ultimate
1: favorite because i was like yo that's triple whammy right right there and a new username for instagram exactly (laughs)
0: exactly I do use it as a
1: username. <laughs> yeah.
0: I don't know. It was just like a secret fun thing that I use. It's not really that secret, but it's just like my mini joke mm. to myself. And I thought that was funny. Okay. Um, yeah. What about you?
1: This is a very, <laughs> very hard question. It's It's kind of mm. on the same realm of what is your favorite song or favorite oh, book. That's true. I'm one of those people that when I learn a new word, I find myself mm. using it a lot. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Wow, this is such a hard question. It really gets you to think. That's true. That's true. Well, actually, it's funny. So you mentioned enamor, and mm-hmm. the word that came to mind just as you were sharing this, and also the first time I saw this question was actually beloved or beloved, Aww. I guess. That's and cute. and I think, you know, like in terms of our Catholic faith, just how the fact that we are like the beloved of God the father. Mm. Um and I think that like in my own life I've never or I haven't I should say not never, but I've I haven't always felt that way. And I think you can also apply yeah. that to you know your personal relationships so whether romantic or mm. even among family and friends. That's true. Um but there's something really beautiful about that word like it's mm-hmm. it's very sentimental, very romantic in a sense, but also I think there's a there's a level of intimacy there like when you talk about being someone's beloved Mm. um so regardless of what vocation or state of life that we're called to all of us are called to be the beloved of god because that's really what we are and that's who we are so maybe i'll I'll use that but i feel like it'll probably change from (laughs) you know like from day to day year to year but i think beloved is a good word though i think it's it's a good reminder of who we actually are
0: nice word of the day word Word of the the day day. there you go. I love it. I love it. Okay, that's actually a really good segue to what our topic is today. I'm so glad. Uh, Yes. So today, uh, we are going to be talking all about prayer. And this episode was actually inspired by The Gathering Place. So that's Blessed Is She's podcast. And there was an episode where the hosts, um, Jenna and Beth, were talking about their own prayer routines. And it was just so beautiful because I never really thought about asking people what their prayer routines look like, Mm because I find that it's so beautifully intimate because it can be, you know, like it's different for everyone. So I thought that might be a really great way for us to kind of learn from each other and how we could possibly dig deep a little bit and what Mm. prayer is. Mm -hmm. So that's what we're going to do today. We're going to dive deep into what prayer is, our relationship with Jesus. What does that look like? prayer routines, any resources and any advice that we could give for anyone has, that may be struggling with that. Okay. So to begin, maybe we can start with this question. So what is prayer? Why should we pray? And why do we need to pray? What mm-hmm. do you think?
1: I think if you'd asked me this like years and years ago, prior to really going deeper into my Catholic faith, it just seemed like the checkbox thing to mm-hmm. do. It's almost like prayer is synonymous with faith and Mm -hmm. synonymous with being Catholic. And I think that when you approach it at that surface level, like, yes, like the two are, are deeply intertwined and it's absolutely necessary to pray. But I think... Uh, You know, like that one question that you ask about why should we pray, it's not so much kind of like what we're doing, because I think as we'll discuss today, there are so many different ways to pray so many deeply personal ways to go about that. But the why is is truly and I've come to see this over time is that it's really like that lifeline or that connection that we have with God. So in the same way that I can text you, Emmy, and just be like, hey, can you talk? Yeah. Mm. Even though we can't physically do that with God, like, how <laughs> sick would that be? Just be like, you know, 111 or something. It's not 911. It's like 111. It's like, hello, God, can you help me? <laughs> heaven hotline. <laughs> yeah. heaven. Like that Like that one TikTok or something. Anyway. What? <laughs> Did you not see that? No. There oh, was, wait. Sorry. Like oh, my the, gosh. The, I've totally derailed this conversation. Yeah. It's the heaven no, hotline that's or something. <laughs> I was on TikTok right before this call so I was like okay Triggered. it's, it's anyway. great it was going around but in any case it's <laughs> like that's really like what God wants right is at the end of the day he wants relationship with us mm-hmm. he loves us so much again we are his beloved um yeah. so he wants a relationship with us and a relationship yes. only works if you talk and yes. and journey with a yeah. person and I think to be clear like God is in no need of our praise because he's literally God he doesn't need for us to talk to him. Like he in mm. himself is not lonely. So it's more than anything, it's actually for our benefit. Um mm-hmm. but uh yeah as we'll probably discuss today it's it's harder sometimes <laughs> yeah. like to That's true. to talk to him because he's mm-hmm. not a physical person.
0: Yeah. I really loved how you phrased it, how it's a lifeline. Because mm. that makes so much sense, you know, like when you think about relationships, it's not something that is instant. It's something that you kind of grow gradually. And I find that with our own relationship with Christ, um, of course, when we're introduced to him, maybe we're like younger or like maybe like a few years into the faith, um, but it really takes time to get to know someone. And in this instance, it's kind of the same thing. Like we take the time to get to know Jesus and prayer is our relationship with him. It's the way that we encounter him. And um, I was listening to... I don't know if I listened to it or I read it, but Father Mike Schmidt says that we do it. We pray because he told us to. Mm-hmm. Like Jesus told us to pray always, mm-hmm. to go before the Father and ask and ask and ask to be mm-hmm. persistent in the way we pray because he wants to cooperate with us. You know, like the Lord invites us to be part of his work. He wants to be co-workers with us. So there's something so beautiful in the fact that he doesn't, like, I mean, God can do anything, mm-hmm. but he doesn't do it just to do it. You mm-hmm. know, like he invites us to be part of it, with to be, to be with him and mm-hmm. the work that he's doing. So there's something so nice about being a part of it. Like mm-hmm. he's not just doing everything for us. He right. wants
1: to build a relationship with us, which is so nice, you know? Mm-hmm. And it makes me think of, I had to look it up really quickly, but in St. Paul's first letter to the Thessalonians, it says like, rejoice always, pray without ceasing, and give Mm -hmm. thanks in all circumstances, for this is the will of God in Christ Mm -hmm. Jesus for you. And like you said, there's something really active Mm. in it where we're not just kind of, you know, we just sit there and expect for things to happen, but to first realize like our identity. So the fact that God has a plan for us through The saving power of jesus christ but also the fact that we need to take action in that and one of the ways that we can act on that is prayer and being in communion with him so yeah no i appreciate that point from earlier because that's what it made me think i was like what is that bible verse (laughs)
0: love that oh my gosh i love how you said active Mm because it's not a passive relationship this Mm -hmm. relationship that that we have with god is like it it's kind of like it takes two to tango you know like when you have a
1: conversation Exactly. Yes. You
0: know, <laughs> like, you can't just I was going to use a bike analogy, but there's bikes for just one wheel. But you know what I mean? Like it takes two to tango. Yes, it takes two. It's an active relationship. Absolutely. Um. So with that said, I am really interested. I want to hear about how you pray. How what does that look like for you? Like walk us through that.
1: Mm hmm. Yeah, like my, I think as as with many people, like our prayer, my prayer routine is is so random and
0: <laughs> and and certainly
1: like unique. So mm. as I've gotten older, like I've really come to embrace silence prayer. Actually, nice. Um, yeah. and and just really realizing the the need for silence and being mm. able to listen, because I think many times. Like, I've fallen into the trap of just speaking into the void and just Mm. not listening. So, like you said, it takes two to tango. It takes two Mm -hmm. to have a conversation. So, you also can't dominate the conversation. And I certainly have fallen into that, like, so many times growing up. So, Mm. so recently, I've been trying to adopt, like, more silence. And usually, Mm. like... The other thing too is that you can't go in unprepared either. Right. I mean, it's true that the Spirit will move how He wants, but mm. at the same time, like I, I'm a huge fan of Lexio Divina, so mm, praying yeah. with and through scripture. Mm-hmm. And, you know, usually that's kind of what I do is like I'll go in and I'll have whether it's the gospel of the day or like I'll go back to things that I have read a lot. So usually mm-hmm. it's like one of St. Paul's letters or one of the gospels and just reflect on Mm. that and i would say the other thing that i've been doing recently that has kind of helped me to build more of a routine has been praying Mm -hmm. liturgy of the hours yay so (laughs) as many people know liturgy of the hours is the prayer of the universal church it's you know Mm -hmm. all religious communities and many lay people Mm -hmm. um and priests they will at all times of the day all around the world they're praying so that has helped to give it some structure, I think. And then throughout, yeah. I think having different moments where I'm reflecting on scripture or mm-hmm. uh, actually having moments where I'm able to go in front of the Blessed Sacrament, again, mm-hmm. like something that I really, really love. Um, but yeah, what about you?
0: Yeah. Um, I didn't really phrase it in this way before until a friend that I was talking to yesterday like said said this. So um, the way that I pray is through writing. So I have a journal, I have many, I have many prayer journals in the last few years of my life. And something that I've adapted uh, many years ago is I would start every prayer with dearest father and I just catch him up Mm. with life. I would tell him what's going on with me. Mm -hmm. And then I always ended and I never really saw it as a letter. I -hmm. just always kind of saw it as like my way of saying hello. And -hmm. then we just start talking to each Mm other. Mm -hmm. It's such a nice documentation of my relationship with him, but Mm -hmm. also how he answers these prayers that I've had in my life, because I find that when I'm able to look back um, with Mm -hmm. my journals, maybe like a year ago or like a few years ago, I always find so much comfort in seeing how he was present. Something that I've learned is that sometimes when you pray, you don't, quote unquote, feel Jesus with you. but then when you invite him in he's been there with you this whole time Mm -hmm. so I'm able to see that you know and it's so nice Mm -hmm. and so that's one way and one of my favorite ways of praying is to go to adoration so Mm -hmm. I have a chapel very very close to my place and when I'm alone I'm able to just sit down at my spot I have a spot like that's that's how frequent Mm -hmm. (laughs) I've gone and If I'm on by myself, I would just talk to him Mm -hmm. and just tell him things like out loud. Mm -hmm. And then when someone comes in, I'm like, oh, man, (laughs) (laughs) now I need to listen because there's someone else in here. Like it wasn't something that I've always done. Like Mm -hmm. I find that something that reassures me is that I wasn't like this before. Mm -hmm. And like if I look back too, like it wasn't always this way, like I definitely kind of had a journey in Mm -hmm. Creating, not creating, but like in developing this relationship with Jesus, because mm-hmm. even back then, like going to mass was a chore. Mm-hmm. Doing my prayers before bed was just like an obligation that I felt like I needed to do. And I remember um, something that I encountered as I started to grow more mature in my faith. Was I, I attended this like come and see, when I was sixteen with the Salesian Sisters. Mm-hmm and they showed us this video that kind of like changed things for me so they showed us this video of saint mary mat mm-hmm. and it's like her life and something about it like really spoke to me was how she always thought of jesus she's Mm -hmm. thought about him all the time and there was this i don't remember if i'm remembering this correctly but there was a point where like something wrong happened to the house Mm -hmm. like the house that she lived in either was on fire or something i don't remember (laughs) but like there was a disaster and then she didn't think of jesus for like 10 minutes and then she and then she says lord i'm so sorry i didn't think of you in those times and Mm -hmm. i was like Lord because I never had or I've never seen anyone have such an intimate deep relationship with Jesus mm. and like just a few minutes of not thinking about him like caused her to say sorry because mm. like it was always a thing that they had and I wanted to have the same type of relationship like I wanted to think of him always and not add prayer to my life but have prayer be my life mm. and add things to it. you know
1: so were you always this way like what changed in your relationship with jesus i mean i think like many people you you grow in a certain level of spiritual maturity Mm. uh, sometimes through extraordinary circumstances Mm -hmm. Um, so i know that for myself like when i was a kid i had never really thought of prayer Mm. beyond what we did as a family so I think I was really blessed in a sense that as a family we would pray together we would do like evening prayers and yes like it was rote prayer most of the time and you know we'd have prayer intentions and pray rosary together and all those and and I recognize now that that's in itself very important foundation Mm -hmm. but I think that there's also a danger there where it's like if it's the same Wrote prayers all the time i think there's a mm-hmm. temptation to to think or equate prayer to just that and and i shouldn't mm. say just because of course like our <laughs> rote prayers like the our father is something that jesus literally gave to the apostles so that in itself is powerful and it's so mm. important it is the way that jesus taught his apostles to pray but certainly like as a kid i was kind of like oh man like this again and then you have to repeat <laughs> the hail mary like 10 times mm. like what the heck right <laughs> um, But I I think it was just through when I was introduced to Mm. adoration and even with that too, like there's so many different aspects of it. Like there's like the actual physical and sacramental aspects to it that Mm -hmm. that in itself is a whole other topic just because it engages all of your senses, like the incense and being able to see the monstrance and the blessed sacraments, the vestments, and then hearing O salutaris and tantum ergo, um, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. or or praise and worship as that's Mm -hmm. happening. So it's like a full body immersion experience and just being able to pray with our Father. But I think, like, having been exposed to those types of things, it it led me first to kind of see that, oh, there are, there's more than one way to pray. And Mm -hmm. uh, there are different things that resonate with different people. But I think on a deeper level, like, it just made me realize that the reason why there's just so much diversity is because God is really providing all of these different ways to really get in touch with us. Mm -hmm. And of course there's like different scenarios and situations where each is appropriate, of course. But I think like through that and kind of recognizing too, that the Lord wanted to have a personal relationship with me Mm -hmm. uh, and that I was like, I'm not worthy, but through his death and resurrection, like I am worthy um, because he's afforded that for me. And the fact that he wants that, the fact that we are his beloved, it, Mm -hmm. you know, it really inspired me to be like, okay, like, like you said earlier, if this is a relationship, then perhaps like I too should be putting more effort into Mm -hmm. it. Um, so yeah, like, I I think that it's, it's a beautiful thing to be able to pray. It's a real privilege to be able to pray. That's true. Uh, And yeah, it's, it's really beautiful. I think when we're able to, To Mm. do that just because, you know, I think he delights in nothing more uh, when we do pray.
0: And, you know, I'm going to be honest, like sometimes my prayer life sucks. Like sometimes it's non-existent and it's not ideal. But, you know, like life happens, things get out of hand and sometimes you like you fall off the wagon. I don't know if that's the right kind of like terminology, (laughs) but you know what I mean? Like you fall off the wagon and it doesn't work out. I don't know, like, why do you think people have a hard time sometimes, like, as much as we want to have a consistent prayer life, Mm -hmm. and to, like, have this, like, deep, intimate relationship with Jesus, like, why is it so hard Mm -hmm. to keep it up? Mm
1: -hmm. I mentioned earlier that that in-person relationship certainly makes a difference, I think. So, (laughs) you know, I, I think that there's a level of I don't want to say this word, but here we go. Like, there's a certain level of guilt that we feel if, you know, you're friends with someone. And then you know, like, oh, I haven't talked to that person in a long time. And you just start thinking (laughs) about it a lot, right? And then you're like, okay, I should probably say something. I should probably reach out or whatnot because we are friends. Therefore, you should probably reach out. For whatever reason, I am not, like, St. Mary Mazzarello, and that guilt has not... (laughs) You know, maybe not in a super, super strong way, which perhaps is really telling, but it hasn't hit yet when it comes to God. Mm. Although like I can say now that, yeah, many times if I don't pray, then yeah, I feel guilty mm-hmm. or um, and, and I think guilty is a, is a maybe dangerous word. But in any case, mm. like I do feel sad sometimes when I haven't prayed. And I think many people like anyone that you ask, sometimes they'll yeah. say or they can feel a discernible difference when they haven't prayed and they're going through their day versus mm-hmm. starting their day with prayer and just like what mm-hmm. a difference that makes. So I think that there's that aspect to it. But also just the fact that that if it's like a certain type of rote prayer and you do it all the time.
0: Mm-hmm. So
1: this happens a lot like for young people, I think. Like oh, yeah. younger like kids and whatnot. But maybe even for adults too, is that it can be maybe boring or difficult to get into, mm. especially if, you know, we've been talking about silence and, and just being able to sit and listen, and mm. also recognizing, too, that it's not always going to be this huge, crazy, like, Saul to Paul moment, right? You're not always going to get slain in the spirit every That's single true. time, because like, if you did, then, I mean, I think that there's something really beautiful about that, but I think also, too, like, God knows what our hearts can handle, mm-hmm. so I think maybe mm. in the absence of anything crazy happening like maybe you're not bawling your eyes out every time or you just don't feel anything then people start to wonder like okay what was the point of any of this why did i just spend half an hour praying when i didn't feel anything or i didn't hear anything (laughs) or i didn't suddenly win the lottery like all of these things right so it's kind of like that absence of something happening and perhaps like we're always waiting for something but we have no idea what we're waiting for and whatever it doesn't happen then you're kind of like oh now this has suddenly been a waste and it's like the cyclical thing the opposite direction anyway just a few thoughts
0: no that makes sense it reminds me of this oh my goodness father mike schmitz is everywhere like it's either mm-hmm. a book a video or a podcast one of those three
1: mm-hmm. he
0: mentioned something very similar to the point that you're making because mm-hmm. i remember he said so his mom asked them had them meaning him and his siblings for a birthday gift Mm -hmm. and i think it was i don't remember it correctly but it was like something along the lines of just like cleaning the house you know but instead what they did was um one of the brothers was like i'm gonna do like a skateboard trick for you (laughs) and then the and then i don't and then like oh and it's like i'm gonna go shopping yeah like blah 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 blah. and they were doing all these things and it's and it's not what the mom asked (laughs) for and it's like these are all good things but that's not what their mom asked for and in the same Mm -hmm. way like when we pray it's not for us if that Mm -hmm. makes sense Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know i mean it is at the same time but like it's kind of like going to mass when we go to mass we're not doing it like for us but instead we're doing it because like Christ mm-hmm. asked us to. I'm not gonna lie, I have definitely like fallen in the idea of like, I don't feel anything. Mm-hmm. Why should I do this? Mm-hmm. And you know what? Like, honestly, I find that, yes, I feel like that's valid. Mm-hmm. That's totally valid to feel that way. I feel like you, it's good for you to be able to express how you feel. Like what we mentioned in our anger episode, mm-hmm. you're allowed to express these emotions. Mm-hmm. But then it's also, you also have to remember that like, when we we're doing this for God also Mm -hmm. you know
1: Mm
0: -hmm. I was reading I was reading so many things and there was something that popped up on Twitter and I was like yo like this is a really good quote for today Mm -hmm. so this is from a book by Father Barry Brown I don't know how to say it properly (laughs) but his book is called That I May See Mm -hmm. and this quote like really stood out to me so it says there would be a serious disconnect if we were to say we love christ Mm -hmm. that we know that he is present in the blessed sacrament Mm -hmm. and yet spend no time with him there Mm -hmm. love goes beyond obligation or it is not love at all only duty what are your thoughts on that
1: yeah it's true i mean you know just like substitute christ with any person that you say that you love oh and and true like your friends are not in the blessed sacrament but just just the fact that you know if you (laughs) say that you love insert name here then I think there is like some expectation that Mm -hmm. you would want to you have that desire inclination to spend time with them um, and that in itself is not out of like obligation or like it feels like a chore to spend time with them but it's because you genuinely want to like you want to spend time with that person Mm -hmm. so similarly with Christ it's yeah, like you, you need to absolutely spend time with him in the Blessed Sacrament, um, in Mass, uh, through mm-hmm. prayer. And I think the other thing, too, is that if this perhaps is coming off for some listeners as just kind of like, oh, but I, like now I'm getting really worried because sometimes like <laughs> I don't hear him at all or yeah. I don't feel anything at all. I, I would encourage listeners to also take heart because I think it could mean one of two things. The Mm. first is that, like, if you have never had a ongoing, consistent prayer life, uh, then of course, like, it's difficult to hear the voice of the father if you've never taken the time to seek out what his voice may sound like to your Mm. heart or to your own Mm. life, in which case it's a wonderful opportunity to always, like, return back to the beginning and just to restart and and try to... Foster that because I think no matter how many times we we fall and get back up because like you said, Emmy, like sometimes you fall off the wagon and then you just don't pray <laughs> for like a couple of weeks. So there's never an, a time where God is going to be like, oh, like this was your five thousandth time falling off yes. the wagon. So now on five thousand and first time you are not getting back <laughs> on. You know what I mean? So there's that. But then on the flip side, like if you have had ongoing prayer and and it's been relatively consistent. I saw like someone had posted something. I think it was to Instagram where it's like, many times we may not, and I'm gonna totally paraphrase this, but many times like we may feel like we're not kind of feeling, and I use air quotes mm-hmm. there, but we're not feeling anything. Right. But maybe it's because to go back to Saint Mary Mazzarello, it's almost subconscious. Like the the fact that like you know you and and your right. beloved literally are kind of like united and as one and maybe it's not to the degree where it's like you are thinking about him constantly but it's to the point right, where right, it's right. like you've developed a certain level of relationship that's kind of akin to you and a friend can sit on a bench together and be silent and it doesn't feel mm-hmm. awkward yes so i think yes. similarly like like i feel that actually like a lot recently where sometimes i'll just sit in adoration and of course like i i'm by no means saying that i've I've kind of cracked the code of prayer. Like I think that I, and we all have so much to grow. Like there's always Mm. deeper to go. Recently I've felt I'll I'll be sitting there and I'm kind of like questioning why it is that I haven't felt or heard anything. And yet Mm. there has been like inexplicable peace. So it kind of is just like that. Like, you know, I can just stare at the blessed sacrament. And my hope is that he's staring back at me and we're just (laughs) there. Like we can just be And there's something really intimate about that. So, you know, so it's just those two things. It's one, if you feel like you have been struggling with this and you haven't been praying and maybe you feel a little more
0: um, Mm. kind of like
1: anxious about restarting. Like I would Mm -hmm. encourage you to restart anyways. Like God is always calling us to restart. But -hmm. then if you feel like you're not hearing anything, you're not feeling anything. But at the end of the day, there's still some peace. I think that's a really good thing to kind of watch out for and just Mm -hmm. continue on. Like, don't back down just because Mm -hmm. you feel like things are slow. That's true. Yeah.
0: Yeah. You know, that reminds me of how, like, thinking about that, that resistance in prayer, Mm. that may be the enemy trying to stop you from having a consistent prayer life, you know? And, like, sometimes you haven't done anything wrong. Sometimes it's the enemy that's trying to take you down. And you know what? Like, sometimes that happens even when you go down, even if it's not consistent, just keep going. Mm -hmm. Like, I think um, God delights in our weakness. Mm -hmm. He delights in that. It's okay if you don't finish a novena, Mm -hmm. because, Mm -hmm. you know, sometimes it's a little hard, but God appreciates our effort. Like, it's kind of like seeing a little child learn how to walk. Like, I sometimes, I try to think of God seeing me in that way every time I stumble, every time I fall, especially in that perspective we also need to learn how to give yourself as much care as you would for a child because that's how god sees you like what you were saying earlier and so much in this theme in this episode so far like we are god's beloved you know like give yourself some slack it's okay to fall down as long as you get back up Mm
1: -hmm. because he will always be there with you Yeah. And just to remind ourselves too, I think it's, I I know it's St. Paul for sure, but Mm. just the fact that (laughs) it's always always St. Paul, um, (laughs) but the fact that like his grace is sufficient, right? So exactly to your point Mm. about, you know, just allowing for ourselves to get back up because his power is made perfect in our weakness. So it's not that he wants to keep us down, but I think there's, there's a level of surrender and dependency that we need to allow for ourselves to take upon we can only like really understand the ways in which he is making our weaknesses, like how he's perfecting them through prayer. In the secular worldview, there's no way for us to understand some of the the crazy things that humans go through. When we think about our own suffering and... <laughs> Again, St. Mary Massarella, whether it's like her house was on fire or whatever it might be. I don't know what
0: happened, guys.
1: Like whatever (laughs) happens, there is no way to understand that without Mm. seeing that through the light of God. And as we grow in relationship with him, as we talk to him more, I think that he starts to really peel back many layers or helps us to understand. So really, again, it's our benefit. It really is to our benefit to have those conversations so it's not so much like we ask him and be like, "Hey, like, can you explain X, Y, Z that happened <laughs> in this year?" Because right. you know, perhaps like he won't actually reveal that until the fullness of time. Mm. But I think there's a lot of peace and consolation that can come with expressing it to our Lord mm. and being in dialogue with Him. So yeah, yeah, we learn so much through prayer.
0: Something so beautiful about prayer too is it reveals our true selves too.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You know, mm-hmm. like in learning a little bit more about Jesus time and time again it like you said like I love how you worded it it peels back a little bit more about who we are too because mm-hmm. what better way to learn more about yourself than learning about who created you because mm-hmm. you're able to kind of see a reflection of who you are through that because yeah. you're made in this image mm-hmm. you know absolutely so for anyone that may be struggling with this mm-hmm. what practical tips do you have for them that are struggling with creating a um, prayer routine or in building this relationship with Jesus.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I would just remind folks again to, yeah, like, take the time to start again, even if you feel yeah. like it's been too long, or you've waited too long, <laughs> or you feel like uh, it might just end up being like a one week stint again. Like, I think that making the effort And him seeing the effort hopefully will be that consolation and that encouragement to keep going. Mm -hmm. Um, I remember someone had shared with me before, like if you ever have struggles or difficulties like praying and kind of staying focused in the prayer, Mm -hmm. and I think we've talked about this before too, many times it helps to pray for someone else, I think, or at least like to hold someone else's intentions in prayer many times like we don't know what to pray for or there might be like some level of uh whether it's like self-doubt or feeling selfish like oh like I'm praying Mm -hmm. for myself all the time so if you ever feel yourself like slipping in that Mm. motivation to remind yourself that okay like yeah I want to be a prayer warrior or an intercessor for someone else um Mm -hmm. because that in itself is so powerful like to be able to pray on behalf of someone else and to intercede Mm -hmm. for someone else I think maybe the last thing I'll share is, you know, similar to us interceding for other people. If there's a saint uh, that you relate to in particular, like that you really, really love, asking them to pray with and for you. It's almost like having an accountability buddy. I know that in itself is more challenging too, just because again, like that saint is not (laughs) here with us in person. But hopefully it helps just to, to know that there is someone out there watching out for you because there are like the whole community yeah. of saints there there are people watching out for us so
0: yes so good um so i have a few in mind um i mean a lot of these were tips that were given to me but yeah these are the ones that worked so a friend of mine mentioned that sometimes when we pray it's like we're throwing words at a wall like we forget that we're talking to someone so in this instance let's remember that when we pray we're talking to someone so like if you're praying our father imagine that jesus is in front of you it's mm-hmm. like the same idea as talking to someone mm-hmm. like like right now like i'm i'm on zoom with rachel like she's not here physically with you but i'm still talking to her mm-hmm. so in the same idea you're praying you may not see jesus but he is there listening to you. Mm. So if you were talking to yeah, if you were talking to someone, would you slouch? Like think mm-hmm. about it in that way. Like act as if the king of kings is right in front of you when you pray. Mm-hmm. Because he is. Mm-hmm. He's with you. Yeah. But then in that same perspective, okay. I asked a priest once because I had a struggle. Because I was like, is it a sin to be like too casual with Jesus? Because mm. I've had that. <laughs> like Sometimes I can just be like, yo, how you doing? <laughs> and like, you know what? Maybe that's just my own flavor and my own relationship with Christ. And right. you know, I, maybe that's a good thing because you're comfortable. So yep. that's fine. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. I just want to say that you don't have to act like a little cray, but you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And the second thing I'll say is you can ask him to teach you how to pray. Mm-hmm. And the more that you do so, you'll find yourself that you're already praying. Mm -hmm. Because I find that a huge part in understanding prayer is humility. Mm -hmm. In the Catechism of the Catholic Church, it says humility is the foundation of prayer. Prayer doesn't change God. It changes us. Mm -hmm. You know, Mm -hmm. like the beautiful thing about our Catholic faith is is that it doesn't rely on how we feel about it. It's always been true. Mm -hmm. Like God is always present He's always there even if we don't quote unquote feel him like like I said earlier like Christ is with you mm-hmm. he is with you right now he's always been with you so and just to add a little bit on what Rachel was saying earlier especially when you feel like um that you've tried so hard and it's just getting difficult you know i want to tell you from the depth of my heart that Jesus doesn't run out of second chances mm-hmm. the lord cannot be outdone in generosity mm-hmm. You know, like, that's something that has been such a lesson, I think, that we all need to learn Mm. that, like, the difference between human human relationships and one with Christ is that, like, he's not going to give up on you, even if you feel like you've struggled and sinned so much and you don't know if you can ever overcome things, but know and find comfort that he won't give up on you, Mm. you know? Yeah. Absolutely.
1: Yeah. All of that is, is really beautiful. And I think, yeah, just to, to really hammer home that point about the fact that no matter what we felt or, or how we feel the fact that Mm -hmm. he's like, as we, we hear about every Easter vigil Christ is the same yesterday, today, and tomorrow, like he is unchanging and, and steadfast, despite the fact that we may not always be as steadfast as he is. There's always a constant invitation to return back that Mm -hmm. yes
0: um that brings me to many quotes that i've found but one that i think like closes this conversation so nicely again this is from the catechism of the catholic church and it says the wonder of prayer is revealed beside the well where we come seeking water there christ comes to meet every human being it is he who first seeks us and asks us for a drink jesus thirsts His asking rises from the depths of God's desire in us. Whether we realize it or not, prayer is the encounter of God's thirst with ours. God thirsts that we may thirst for him. And in that same idea, um, I was reading Narnia (laughs) and C.S. Lewis writes in The Silver Chair. I'll share a little bit because it would make a little sense if you have a bit of context. So in that book, um, these two main characters felt the need to reach out to aslan which is like christ in that scenario mm. and then they were telling him this but then um the lion answers you would not have called to me unless i had been calling to you mm. so in that same idea this desire that we have to deepen our relationship with jesus comes from him mm-hmm. he is the one that plays this desire in our hearts mm-hmm. so like there's a bit of consolation in that like he's the one that desires you first mm-hmm. it's just a matter of your response to him
1: Yeah. Any last thoughts? What comes to mind is just like a scripture parallel to that. It's like, you did not choose me, but I chose you. Oh. So just that fact that it was him that first put that desire on our Mm -hmm. hearts. So if you do feel that tug, um, know that it's something that is anointed by him. And yeah, he he stands and he waits and he's always waiting.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, so as always, we will end our conversation with our favorite question. What's on your heart this week?
1: Hmm. Would you be able to go first? I did not prepare.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I was hoping you'd go first, but I will go. It's okay, okay, thank you. That's all good. I think a, a resounding and something that keeps popping up, like that idea for me, mm-hmm. is how much I find comfort in community. Mm -hmm. And I've talked about this a lot, but there's something so beautiful about knowing that you're not alone,
1: Mm
0: -hmm. especially with the pandemic and like so many things happening in the world. It's a little sad. Like it can be a little isolating to feel like you are the only one going through this. Mm -hmm. And I've found so much comfort in realizing that there are so many other people in this world that are going through the same thing that I am. Mm -hmm. Like maybe not exactly, but the differences in there allows us to like be able to like console each other and find ways to relate to another so community has been a big one Mm -hmm. for me and the second because it's been a while since I've had a second thing I talked about this last episode but I was able to go to the picnics that I had mentioned earlier (laughs) and I used my picnic blanket and Oh my goodness. There is something so Mm life-giving about quality conversations. Mm -hmm. If you're familiar with Gary Chapman's Dr. Gary Chapman's, I believe that's his name for the five love languages. Mm -hmm. One of my love languages is quality time, quality time. So the thing that's so beautiful about quality time is that there's like levels underneath Mm -hmm. because sometimes you can spend time with someone. Mm -hmm. It's quality time, but like you don't feel loved. Mm-hmm. you know like it doesn't fill you. Mm-hmm. And I found that one of the categories is quality conversations. Mm. So yesterday I was able to have quality conversations with a few good friends. We were at a park with our picnic blanket. We were just like talking to each other and I just felt so full. To use the same phrase I used last episode. I was full of juice, guys. Like yeah. I was feeling good. Yes. I felt most me. So yes. praise God for that. Yeah. Um, yeah. How That's about you? What's awesome. on your heart?
1: Recently, I've been working my way through uh, Venerable Fulton Sheen's Life of Christ. It's this—I have the book right here because I was looking for the quote. So it's this like super so thick book. There's like Dang. over six hundred pages in this book, and yeah, Fulton Sheen is one of my favorite uh, holy men. And, you know, God willing, he will be a a blessed and and saint, canonized Mm. saint, uh, very, very soon, hopefully in my lifetime. And he's just incredible. So I encourage everyone to, like, look him up um, Mm. because he's just such a brilliant man. But this book is one of his, like, seminal works. And one of the things that I've been reflecting on recently, um, it's actually very early on in the book. It's literally page five. Okay. And I just had to, like, stop because it arrested me the first time I read it. (laughs) And I haven't got like literally at the time of recording this, I haven't gotten too far because this quote is literally page five. And I've just been sitting with this for a very long time. Mm. This part of the book talks about the different distinguishing factors of Jesus Christ as compared to other gods and deities um, in other Uh. world religions. So there's three points. But this fact um, that separates Jesus from other gods is this. Every Mm. other person who came into this world came into it to live. He came into it to die no and i'm just like wait is that the quote that's the quote that's the quote no (gasps) and i'm just like yeah like like i said page five and it arrested me because of the fact that obviously it's true all of us Mm. were given like i've been saying this a lot recently but just the fact that we've been given life but not only life but life with purpose and and to be lived to the full Mm. and to think that the only reason why we were even given a chance at life was because Jesus came in to the world to die so that we would have life.
0: Ah, uh, so, now I'm arrested. Right? <laughs> like, so it's
1: what? it's just incredible. And I think that it's something worth reflecting on over mm. and over and over again. Oh, yeah. um, especially in those moments where uh, and this is really a callback to uh, Fulton Sheen. Like he hosted a program for a very long time called Your Life is Worth Living or Life is Worth Living. Mm-hmm. Um, and there are many times where I feel like in our world, like we feel hopeless or doubtful that there's any meaning or purpose to our life. Mm-hmm. But I think as Catholics, one of the beautiful thing is we know who Jesus is and we know why he came. Mm-hmm. Um, and it really is for that fact is like to give us life and life with purpose. Um, so anyway, just, just something to reflect on. I've been thinking about it a lot. Dude, that
0: was so good. <laughs> yeah, that's a really good way to like think about it too. Like when you're like having trouble like realizing mm-hmm. God's love for you, mm-hmm. like, yo, like, he died for you so you could live. He came to this world to die so you could live. Mm-hmm.
1: Absolutely. Mm. Yeah. Want to lead us in prayer? Sure. Okay, let's pray. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Heavenly Father, we thank you for giving us this opportunity to talk about prayer, the different ways that we can be in communion with you, that we communicate with you, and ultimately to see how it is that you've loved us first. I ask that you bless all of our listeners and in a special way that you encourage them to continue to pray, to pray without ceasing and to inspire each of us uh, so that we may be docile to the Holy Spirit, and remember that it is through prayer that we grow in our relationship and our love and devotion to you. So I ask that you continue to encourage us, even and especially in those moments when we feel doubt or we feel there is spiritual dryness. We ask this through the intercession of Our Lady, as well as St. Mary Masarello. Amen. New Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Amen. Thanks for listening. God
0: bless. Thank you for listening to A Pondering Heart Podcast. You can listen to this podcast wherever you listen to your podcasts. And you can follow us on Instagram and Facebook at A Pondering Heart Podcast. Join us next time as we continue on our journey to sainthood.